0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum ten dollars per order. Additional terms apply.
1: Brian Baldinger, now of course with the NFL Network. Brian, good morning. Thanks for joining us. How are you? I'm doing good, Greg. Brian, good to be with you guys.
0: Good morning, man. Good, always
1: be. Good always morning to you. And I love your Twitter account. You need to file follow, not file <laughs> uh, follow Brian uh, on Twitter to to get his film breakdown. It is tremendous stuff especially if you're an X's and O's junkie. I want to ask you about the rookie running backs because there's a lot of them that people are paying attention to in this class, whether it's Leonard Fournette or Dalvin Cook or Joe Mixon or Kareem Hunt. Which one of these guys out of the group do you think is ready to make the best impact right away?
0: Well, it's a good observation, Greg. I said, you know, back in March and April when we were getting ready for this draft that it was going to be a a great draft. Uh, for running backs and it looks that way and I wouldn't leave Alvin Kamara or Dante Foreman or any of these guys out I I think they all have an opportunity um, to really contribute I mean Dalvin Cook was my favorite back in this draft and he's done nothing to take that away from me so far in the preseason but you know Kareem Hunt is going to start in Kansas City right now I think they've got a very good you know they got a great coach they've got a good offensive line good run block at offensive line with good tight ends that can block so I mean he's gonna get a great opportunity, but you know, I mean I, th- I think you're gonna get contributions up and down the line from from a lot of these guys, you know, no less than a half a dozen, and by season's end we could be seeing a dozen rookie running backs contributing.
2: Now what about the rookie quarterbacks? Trubisky, they're at Chicago, Mahomes at Kansas City, you got Kaiser who's been named the starter for the Cleveland Browns. Who stands out in your mind?
0: Well, I know Deshaun Kaiser has been named a starter in Cleveland. I, I really question that decision. I mean, I, I just don't think he's ready. I, I, you know, I mean, I, you're, going to, you're with a team that has struggled mightily. Um, I know Brock Osweiler might not be the answer, but there are other guys there on the roster. I just think he needs more time to kind of just watch, look at the speed of things rather than taking this franchise that has really struggled for two decades right now. Uh, But I I like what I've seen from Mitchell Trubisky. Uh, He's been the best rookie quarterback so far. I know he was the highest drafted, but the little things, taking a snap, play-action pass, going through progressions, um, incredible arm strength. I mean, he's been very good. I know that Mike Glenn is probably going to start, which is probably the right move for right now. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is doing things that nobody said he could do. Uh, coming out of that, you know, the, the Red Raider offense mm-hmm. there at Texas Tech, um, he threw three touchdown passes in the first two games. He took the ball from the center. He called plays in a huddle. He did a lot of things, and I'm encouraged by what he has shown, and Deshaun Watson has played well. Um, I have no problem with naming Thomas Savage a starter. He's played well, too. Um, but I, 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 like, I'm really encouraged by a lot of these players and think that, This class of quarterbacks has a chance to be a lot better than what anybody prognosticated.
1: G.O. and Joe, Brian Baldinger across the country on CBS Sports Radio. Follow him on Twitter, at BaldyNFL. When there's a surprise team in the league, I always feel like we look at that team and say, wow, they have a good offensive line. They've got a good defensive line. We should have seen this coming. It usually seems to be the starting point or the building blocks on on teams that surprise a little bit. Uh, Is there a team this year that you think could be better than – some of those prognostications you talk about because of the foundation there uh, in the trenches?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think there's, I think there's a, lot of, a lot of teams that fall in that category. I mean, some are a bounce-back team. I think Cincinnati is going to be very good. Um, you know, I know they went from winning the division a few years in a row to being out last year, but I, I think Cincinnati has everything it takes to be pretty good this year. Uh, the one team that was the worst in the league last year, San Francisco, is going to be a lot better. Uh, anybody that's watched the 49ers play, I mean, they were the worst defense in football last year, and there's no way they're going to be the worst defense in football this year. And Kyle Shanahan, Shanahan knows how to design offense, so I think they're going to be good. And I think Tampa Bay is going to be – I think they're going to be a very good offense. This O.J. Howard addition and what he provides from being a true tight end, really teaming with Cameron Brait, I just think that – Dirk Cotter right now has all the pieces for Tampa to be an outstanding offense. And I think they will be an outstanding offense before the season's over.
2: B, it's interesting. You mentioned the 49ers. I was talking with Randy Cross yesterday, and he said a lot of the 49ers uh, fans and and brass were surprised that Reuben Foster, former Alabama Crimson Tide linebacker was as good as he has shown thus far. I know it's just preseason, but uh, uh, the question was, uh, have you not been watching college football? Because this guy is, a, <laughs> right. he is a, a, a thumper. I think he's the second coming of a, a Patrick Willis, who, uh, uh, of course, hung it up early because of all the injuries he'd amassed. Let me ask you about my Cowboys, man. We, we discussed them yesterday, and I, I am not overly optimistic that this year will go as well as last year did.
0: Well, I think offensively they're going to be a juggernaut. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know how many games Ezekiel Elliott's going to miss, but Derrick McFadden and Alfred Morris um, are not Ezekiel Elliott. I mean, he's a special, special player, but the offensive line is outstanding. I mean, I think that when I watch Lyle Collins, forget about a couple of penalties against the Raiders, he has everything it takes to be a great, great player at right tackle, all the tools, and if they can figure out the left guard spot they're going to be better up front this year than they were a year ago. The offense can be outstanding. Defensively, they've got a lot of things that they've got to fix, uh, but they make up for a lot of it with just great hustle and great effort. I think Dallas, I don't know that they'll win 13 games, Brian, but I think they're going to be a good football team. I, I mean, I think they're going to compete for the division to up and down the entire season. I don't think there's any way they win fewer than 10 games in uh, the and the division is certainly uh, theirs to be to be had. So, I, I like what I see from Dallas. I don't know what's going to happen to Ezekiel. I know when he comes back, whatever games it is, he's got a thousand yards in him for sure. And uh, they're a better team with him in the lineup. And when he gets in there, if they hold serve, they're going to be uh, they're going to have a lot to deal with.
1: Talking to Brian Boldinger on Geo and Jones, the Browns just announced that they released cornerback Joe Hayden on the first glance it seems like a surprise to me. Is that something that is surprising to you?
0: Well, I, you know, I heard his name being, you know, mentioned um, Joe Hayden, you know, when he came out of Florida was, you know, he was about as competitive a corner as there was. And he was, he was paid handsomely. Those games with him against Julio Jones that I saw a few years back, I would have plunked down a hundred bucks to go watch that matchup, but he's missed 16 games in the last three years. He's missed a, a, an entire season due to injuries and the, you know, it's been a variety of injuries, and I think they've sort of compounded themselves. And you could just see what's going on in Cleveland. It's a complete rebuild. Uh, when they let Alex Mack walk, you know, last year, you're going, okay, they're just going to let their best players go. Um, Alex Mack was their best player, and you know, he's it's Atlanta's you know addition now. Joe Hayden's going to land on his feet someplace. I don't know what his contract's going to look like, but whoever he goes, he's going to help them out because. They don't make people any better than Joe Hayden. He makes your locker room better immediately, and um, the kid loves to play. So some plays, he's going to be a good addition for some team.
2: What do you make of the Broncos? Now, this quarterback situation, Trevor Simeon is going to be the starter once again. Lanches has injured. Uh, do you think Simeon can come in and, and once stay healthy and play much better than he did a season ago, getting all that experience?
0: I think so. I mean, he he played a lot last year, Brian. He he played pretty well. Now, he had two different injuries that, you know, knocked him down. But, you know, I watched Jamal Charles the other day, you know, with C.J. Anderson, and they look like a pretty good one-two punch. I think the offensive line is better. Um, The defense still looks like it's a great – I don't know if it's the Super Bowl caliber defense that we saw three years ago, but they're still going to be really good. I think Denver – just Jamal Charles looks like he's bounced back to me. I mean, I know it's it's early, but the way he played the other night, he looked like the Jamal Charles of, of old. And if the offense line is better and they have a one-two punch at the running back position, I think Trevor Simeon is going to benefit by all of that. And so I think Denver is – I think they're going to be up there in the mix this year.
1: How much does the Edelman injury change your thoughts about how good this Patriots offense can be?
0: Uh – The offensive line is unbelievable. Uh, They're already executing at a high level. Uh, It's going to change things because he's just a dynamic player and he embodies all the toughness that the Patriots stand for. I mean, he's the poster child of what the Patriots are all about. But as we saw with the injury to Gronk last year, they just find a way. And so they'll find a way. We haven't seen anything from Brandon Cooks yet. And we don't know really what he is going to be. Amidola can fill some of those shoes, of, and everybody else will fill up some of those shoes. We haven't seen really anything from you know from the player that they they picked up from Cincinnati, you know, um, this off season. And he's and Rex is a heck of a football player. He's going to fill some of it. They'll they'll just pick up the slack with a lot of other players right now, but it's it's a big loss, just the way Wes Walker was when. He was injured and then eventually released, uh, but they will find a way.
2: Be the one year I was with you in Indianapolis, uh, we we were terrible, yeah. and uh, you know we went 1-15, but fans still showed up to the game, and I, I we were discussing San Diego earlier and having to play in front of twenty one thousand, you know, capacity is twenty seven thousand at Stub StubHub Stadium there outside of L A. How do you think that affects the psyche of a professional team? You, you feel like you're back in high school, kinda.
0: I think so too, Brian. Except that you know, winning cures everything. Mm-hmm. You know, if they're one in fifteen or if they're a bad team, then it will really affect them. But if they're a good team and um, you know they're competitive, and I think they're going to be competitive. I mean, you know, they've got too many good players not to be competitive. Now they've they've been they've had the injury bug the last three years. But anybody that watches Joey Bosa play football. Or Philip Rivers play. They've got star power on that team. Um, if they're competitive, I think they can over they can overcome that. Mm-hmm. If they're not competitive, then I think it'll be a compounding effect. It'll be an avalanche of you know where, what are we doing and you know why aren't we in a you know in a real market right now with the real stadium and all that. But I think if they're competitive, um, I don't know. Somehow it might even play to their advantage because the 27,000 that will cram in there and it will get crammed if they're good. People will want to go watch a play because it's L.A. and they want to see a show. So if they're good, I think they can overcome it.
1: How bad are the Jets going to be?
0: Bad. <laughs> but, you know, you know, anybody that watched the Jets, and I'm sure a lot of people didn't, but in their first six offensive plays last Saturday against the Giants, they were losing 9 to nothing. Like it's almost impossible to be down 9 nothing. <laughs> After six offense plays, they gave up a safety and a pick six. I've never seen that before. Six plays and you're losing nine to nothing. I, it, it's you know, and I thought the defense could be really good uh, if their front played well, and they didn't play well at all against the Giants. So I, I think they're going to be what me and Brian went through, you know, in 1991. <laughs> unfortunately, it's, it's going to be a rough year. How good
2: will the Giants be? The Giants could be
0: good. I mean, their their offensive line played much better than I think people thought they would against the Jets. And that's really the whole key. You know, this Paul Perkins played all right. They're running the ball decently. You know, they put up, I don't know, 30-something points against the Jets without Brandon Marshall and without OBJ. Um, I like the Giants. I think defensively they could be the best, if not amongst the best defenses in all of football. Uh, They're outstanding. They had the the best red zone defense by a mile last year. Um, I don't see any reason why they're not going to be a better defense than they were a year ago. They have all the pieces there with a great architect to build it. The Giants are going to be a tough out for anybody all season long.
1: G. Owen Jones or Brian Baldinger, who are you, who's your favorite defense this year as a whole in the league?
0: I would just say the Giants. I, I just think when you watch Olivier Vernon and JPP play, you know when you watch what Landon Collins is, um, which is a star safety in this business, you look at their corner play, um, you look at the design and how they get after the quarterback i i don 't know that anybody this, you know this Dow, this Tomlinson that they picked up from from Alabama mm-hmm. um, looks like he can take the place of Jonathan Hankins, which was a big loss inside b j Goodson, I think is a good young upcoming yes. linebacker. Yep. I like everything about that giant defense right now, including the depth on the defensive line.
2: What about the Texans? I'm high on them, and uh, you mentioned linebackers, Bernardrick McKinney. He's mm-hmm. a future star. Of course, Cushing's been there forever. J.J. Watt, you get him back, mm-hmm. and and Clowney looks like he's coming into his own.
0: I like all those things, you know. And they get, uh, you know, they get their number one cornerback that was hurt last year, Johnson from Wake Forest, and you know he comes back healthy we got to wait and see what J.J. Watt is. I mean, he's played just a few snaps in the preseason, but he's coming He's coming back from a severe injury, severe back injury right now. And so you just wonder. I'm just holding my breath that he's J.J. Watt that we are used to seeing for about a three-straight-year run. Uh, if he is that player, then, yeah, then then the Houston Texans can be really good.
1: Do you agree with the five-game suspension for Vontaze Burfecht?
0: I don't know how the league thinks about any of this stuff, to be honest with you. Vontaze only knows how to play the game one way. Um, The the hits that he puts on people, he just hits everything that moves full speed. I don't don't think his intent is dirty, although I thought it was a dirty shot on Antonio Brown in a a playoff loss. Um, I do think that was – I think there was some intent, although I don't want to – I don't want to actually use that word because I don't know how he actually thinks. He just knows how to play the game one way. Um, but if you watch Nick Vigil play right now for, you know, the Cincinnati Bengals, he's going to be a really good player for him. Um, but I don't think it's going to change the way Vontaze perfect plays. I mean, he's just a physical player, and he thinks that intimidation and the way that you hit um, is the only way to play the game. He's got to take the head out of the game. If he takes his head out of the game and hits with the shoulder – um, he can play the same way he 's going to alter he 's going to have to alter the way that he plays the game from here on out
2: right that 's what we 've been preaching as well and and while i didn 't think it was a dirty hit uh, in that kansas city game that 's something you you 've been taught to do time to time if it 's a running back if it 's a receiver anybody crossing your face try to get a lick on him knock him off the route he gets a damn good lick on him, but the game has changed, so the players have to make adjustments. Got to
0: adjust right yeah they got to adjust and Vontez Perfect and those kind of players, if, if they want to stay in the game, they have to adjust the way that they play the game. There was a time when Dominican Sue was considered a dirty player. And we don't hear anything more about that anymore. So he's just going to have to adjust. You
1: mentioned Sue made me think about the Dolphins. What about Jay Cutler? What are your expectations for him?
0: Well, it's hard. You know, I mean, he's, it's a whole new cast, but he does have a familiarity with the coach, Adam Gase, and there is a great feeling when somebody really wants you in the world i mean whether you know it's in the world of football or you know as a spouse or whatever <laughs> when somebody really wants you and they you feel like you're needed it's a comforting feeling he does have to make up a lot of time with no timing and limited play in the preseason he does have to make up a lot for that but there's a lot of talent around him he's got three great receivers the offensive line did not play well in preseason, but they have a chance to be good. And they've got a stud running back, so there's a lot of pieces for Jay Cutler to fit into. And when he was on a team in Chicago with Adam Gase, with a lot of great players, of like Martellus Bennett and Brandon Marshall and Alshon Jeffrey, he had his best season. So it's all out there for Jay uh, to to be to play well, um, making up for the timing and how you learn that on the, on the fly and in real action is something we all have to kind of wait and see.
1: Follow Brian on Twitter at Baldy NFL. Brian, thanks for the time this morning. Always love talking to you. Thanks,
0: Greg. Talk to you down the road,
2: Brian. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours.